Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill Smith. And this is a podcast about all of the dumb things that people will do for love. So welcome to episode 114. 114 and a half. Again. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Oops. All quickies again. You guys, sometimes life just comes at you hard and it comes at you fast. <laughs> it's like what were those commercials where it's like life comes at you fast. Uh, yeah, sure that's does. what happened this week to me. This was my doing. I texted Jen and was like, I can't. I can't do anything this week. I got. I had such a crazy work week. We came off a, a long, like a holiday weekend. So we were out of town. You were out of town. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just came back to a shit storm <laughs> at work. And it was like one of those weeks where I literally like felt like I had no second of of time that was not spoken for. You know what right. I mean? Where yeah. I was like, they, I just, there, I could not foresee a future where I could find a story, write a story <laughs> and record a story. I know. So, but you know what's easy to find? Quickies. quickies. <laughs> Oops. All quickies. And it's Ben's birthday today. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't want to take up all of Ben's birthday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, I will say that last week our quickie episode um, got a lot of – we got a lot of feedback and in a good way. People loved yeah. the quickie episode. People <laughs> want to know about the Night Clipper. I want to know about the Night Clipper. I was wondering we if got, there were any updates. We've got people asking for Night Clipper t-shirts. <laughs> we've got people asking for spin-off episodes, spin-off Podcast. Ooh, what if we did like the a Night Clipper five part ep- <laughs> podcast about the Night Clipper? I mean, I don't see why not. Those criminal girl. Uh, what is it? What's the one? Not criminal. Oh, um, uh, crime yeah. junkies. Ooh, crime they junkies. got spinoffs coming out of every angle. <laughs> they got so reason we can't spin off <laughs> this. But um, the only update so far of the um, Night Clipper was that he walked past the same wonderful garden again, uh-huh. in quotations. He walked past the same lantana that is um, <laughs> brushing his ankle with dew, accosting him with dew, I believe he said. He walked past it again, but this time he shined this, his phone light where his face is so that he wouldn't be on camera. And it's like, dude, you know you can just walk across the street. Seriously. Wait, did he clip? He didn't clip. He, he didn't just walk past it, but he didn't clip or snip or <laughs> pull or tug or prune. But he just put the phone in front of his face as if to say, like, you're not going to catch me. It's like, dude, we know it's you. We know it's you. Same body, same dog, same feverish walk. Also, also you're allowed to walk past someone's house. <laughs> yeah. the clipping that we have the problem with. And there are so many streets in the neighborhood. And you could also walk across the street. Walk on the <laughs> other side of the street. Now it's just like, uh, it's just a showdown. I will I'm say. In, I'm all in. I'm here for oh, it. Oh, I feel like 
I feel like this, everybody's here for it. There's nothing that we're going to talk about that's going to be better than that. <laughs> uh, I will say Jen um, showed me the picture of the guy. We went out to dinner last week and showed me the picture. Wonderful dinner at El Pons. Oh, yeah. So, so delicious. delicious. Yeah. Uh, Great lovely drinks. place. Go, go, go. Oh, yeah. Wonderful drinks. I ordered a margarita because, you know, it's like, you know, classic. Yeah, margarita. Ordered yeah. the margarita, and then Sally got some like fancy gin cocktail that had like a rose in it, and I just stared <laughs> at her the whole time she drank it. It was like fuck you, Sally. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that should be my drink. <laughs> it should have been. I never drink cocktails, but I really was like, ooh, what what would be fun? And it was um, fun. Looks so good. I'm, I'm getting that next time I'm going. I can't stop thinking about it. I have a picture of it. I'll post. <laughs> um, the cocktail was amazing. But Sally was like, "Do you want to try it?" I was like, "No." I like my margarita. I would never get my own cocktail next time. I mean, you showed me the guy, like yeah. the picture of the guy online, and then also who he is in real life and his LinkedIn. <laughs> and he's in, he is in, in charge of a lot of people. He's a lot of people's boss, which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. I know. So if you see Jen in person, ask her to show you the night clipper. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can show you in person. I just person. can't post it online. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. post it online. We, he's, he seems like he might be a litigious kind of guy. So, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little scared of the night clipper for many reasons. Just saying. <laughs> well, right, you don't want him pruning. Well, maybe you do. Maybe put it out there and be like, oh, I hope, we'll hope the night clipper doesn't prune my bushes. <laughs> I know. He comes by and and does some landscaping. I can <laughs> use the free landscaping. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. So guys, watch for our spinoff, uh, The Night Clipper. It will be a five-part special podcast series. Um, and uh, and we will make t-shirts. Try to stop us. <laughs> it clips at night. <laughs> Protect your lantanas. <laughs> the night clipper is on the loose. <laughs> Never Um, have a wet ankle again. (laughs) Dry your ankles and hide your wives. (laughs) The night clipper is coming to a neighborhood near you. (laughs) On the loose. (laughs) Oh, man. You have to listen to the last episode for any of this to make sense. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, I have something else from the last episode, kind of. What? Okay, you remember you did that story, that uh, scoreboard story about the couple breaking yeah. up? Well, mm-hmm. Ben was like, that sounds kind of familiar. But apparently the the Cincinnati Reds, which is the Major League Baseball team, there has been some scoreboard drama there too. And in August, like three out of four games on the Jumbotron, it said, Caitlin, I was wrong. Talk to me. Tom and it appeared. What did he do? I right and in like three out of four games, like home games, it appeared on the jumbotron. It's the same thing as like the one you told, where it's like you can pay this one. It's fifty dollars to get Uh your message up there, right? Um, But like, of course, like Twitter is going wild on like what? Who? What did he do? Who is Tom? Did Caitlin ever talk to him? Like, what's going on? But nobody knows. Who these people are. So, okay. So it's a publicity stunt then. Maybe. Because people, that's something that would make 
Twitter go wild. Oh, so you think maybe it's the Reds doing it to be like, let's get some. Let's yeah, and some then things. I think maybe the uh, picklebacks or whatever. The, <laughs> what was the rubber duckies? <laughs> whoever the picklebacks. <laughs> whoever the last team was that we talked about. I can't remember their name. I think it was like rubber ducks or yeah, rubberneck, something like that. <laughs> The Wisconsin rubbernecks. <laughs> the, um, the Wisconsin cheese curds. <laughs> yes. They probably saw that and then – like because they were all about doing that interview. Yeah. And being like, you know, we want to find this person. Give them, give them free tickets to the game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think, yeah, I think we've all been had. All right. We've all been had. been had. Okay. And then I had you guys. <laughs> and then I had you. Then you guys had each other. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right. Should we Bullshit. get into our oops all quickies? Yes. Let's do it. All right. So I'll go first because I, of course, have like a sweet story to end with. Oh, nice. You're always um, right on top of that. Okay. So I, you know how I like to um, do things that have nothing to do with relationships or yes. love? Well, mm-hmm. this one is like real far out outside of our realm, but it's something that like Well, thank I've, you for your honesty. <laughs> it's something I've like recently become a little obsessed with, and that is amazing nature facts. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope you find this as fascinating as I do because I've been telling everyone about this. But <laughs> I like it started I started reading this book called Braiding Sweetgrass. Have you heard of it? Nope. <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> So far, it's like it's. I'm just started it. It's it's outstanding. It's by this woman named Robin Wall Kimmerer. She's like she's a scientist, and she's also a member of the Potawatomi tribe. And so, in this book, she actually published it seven years ago, but it's like during the pandemic became this runaway bestseller because people were wanting to read about nature and shit. And so, like Natalie Portman contacted the author to talk about this book because it's all about like giving lessons on on living interconnectedly with each other and with the earth. And and oh, it's cool. really it's just beautiful. It's really a, a so far a really great book. Everybody loves it. And she also randomly is the mom of Dr. Dubfuck's like closest friend in Durango. Really? Yeah, and so she's like, so her mom just like, she's just like a, yeah, she's just like this professor who lives in Syracuse, and then all of a sudden she's become famous (laughs) for a book she wrote almost a decade ago. Wow, Um, which is amazing. But this book, so it's full of all these great facts about nature. Like she interconnects them with stories, but um, so she starts the book by telling this like really great story of her grandfather who collected pecans. And and then she pecans. Okay, pecans. As we, as we say up north, <laughs> uh, I say pecans. But so she talks about the pecan trees and how. Okay, so this is crazy. So through like a wide geographic area, like the whole country, all of the pecan trees are interconnected, and these are trees that don't make. They don't actually make nuts. Like they don't make pecans every year, mm-hmm. but when one of them does. They all do. Like, they all do it at the exact same time all across the country, like, not just in a grove, but in every grove, like, regardless of, like, differing levels of water and sun. And, like, scientists don't quite know why, but they think it's, like, a survival strategy for the trees. Because, like, in a year when all of them produce, like, there are so many nuts that, like, wildlife can't eat them all, which allows the trees to – some of the the seeds to, like, make new trees. So, it, like, 
keeps the trees repopulating. Mm-hmm. And they also think that all of the trees are like connected by this. I know this is crazy. This fungus underground, wow. which helps like the pecan trees share carbon. So it like gives it, it's like they say it's like a um, like it's like a Robin Hood fungus. So it like takes from the trees that have like an excess of carbon and gives to the trees that are in like less nutrient dense places and gives them carbon so that all of the trees are at the like all across the country are at the exact same level so that they can make these pecans at the same time. So pecan trees are communists is what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> As nature intended. <laughs> it's like we all give to each other and they are like giving to the wildlife, but also like helping themselves so that they can reproduce. Oh my um, God. What if it got out that pecan trees were communists <laughs> and it became this like whole like, we don't eat pecans in this household. <laughs> we don't call, we call them freedom pecans. <laughs> I don't, that <laughs> yeah. unless you were around. Comic-cons is what I call them. <laughs> freedom fries. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> Um, Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is crazy. Okay, so this is not that is. I mean, it, it is. is this is all okay. very, very interesting. Um, this could be another spinoff podcast <laughs> where Sally. Sally talks about things that have nothing to do with our podcast. <laughs> I'm just real hyped about this right now. No, it's cool. It is cool. I'm I'm fucking with you. It's re- I think it's really interesting. Okay, for sure. All right, so I'm about now. I'm about to tell you this is like kind okay. of like the true crime part of it. So this is what okay. made me interested. Okay, that was all preamble to. So just the you know the story about like the fungus kind of connecting underground the um, the pecan trees made me think of this story that my friend Grace told me and Doctor Dufuck when we were all in Santa Fe about fungus mm-hmm. and. That's what I want to tell you about. So, okay. Okay. So this is uh, from a National Geographic article by Jennifer Liu, and it's about a fungus that turns ants into zombies. Oh, my God. Okay. So there's this fungus. I can't um, really pronounce it. I'm going to try it. It's the Ophicordyceps unilateralis fungus, and its goal is like, you know, of course, with everything, it's like the fungus's goal is to like reproduce and disperse because then it'll keep growing and growing, growing. So so this fungus, which is found in tropical rainforest, infects these ants through spores that attach to their exoskeleton, and it slowly starts taking over its behavior. So like as the infection, like this fungus gets on the ant, as it spreads, it basically like takes over the ant's body. And so like even though this ant would generally never leave its like colony area, the fungus compels it to leave its nest for like a climate that's mm-hmm. actually more better for the fungus to grow. So the it makes the ant climb down to a leaf that is about 10 inches off the ground because that is where the fungus grows best. And once it's there, the ant bites a leaf, like the leaf vein on the only on the north side of the plant every time, because that is where is best for the fungus to grow. And then the ant dies. And meanwhile, so once the ant dies, this fungus feeds on the innards of the ant. And then several days after the ant has died, and this is a quote from the article, the fungus sends a fruiting body through the base of the ant's head 
turning its shriveled corpse into a launch pad from which it can jettison its spores and infect new ants. So basically it shoots out through the ant's head. Oh my God. Over the like leaf and then down around the ground so that more ants can be infected. And what's kind of crazy about- So the ants don't actually come back to life and have like, you know, ice blue eyes and- no, but when the fungus like foam coming it, from its mouth. like when the fungus infects them, mm-hmm. they're like it, they thought like okay maybe it takes over their brains, but it actually doesn't take their brain. It like isn't found in their brains. It's just in their muscles. Oh. So like the it's like making the ant move like independent of their brains. So the ant, I mean, if they had any awareness, it'd be like you your mind is totally there, but your body is doing things that you can't even. Control. Oh, God, this poor ant. I know. And also, also what's crazy <laughs> is that these infected ants, like, there's, like, a period right after they're infected that they appear totally normal. And that's because, like, ants have this thing called social immunity. So, like, if an ant gets sick, they get kicked out of their colony to prevent the rest of the group from getting sick, too. Mm-hmm. Um And so, but since the infected ants seem normal, like, there's nothing the colony can do about it. They can't fight it. They just, like, it just keeps happening. So apparently there's, like, 200 species of these kind of fungus, fungi, that, Mm. like, infect different insects. There's one that is called Ocinisis that it says they colonize ghost moth caterpillars, and then it erupts from their head like a unicorn. Oh, my God. And then there's one called the Ethomorsus muscae, which means insects destroyer of the fly in Greek. And it causes flies to climb to a certain height, glue themselves to the mouth of a plant, and assume an abdomen up death pose that is optimal for like the spores to come out and and go everywhere. So the scientist that was quoted in the article says, it's exciting terrain at the fringes of our understanding to look at the extent of how parasites control their host. If animals are so easily manipulated, what does that mean about us? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did I lose you with all that? You know why? (laughs) You know why this is a love story? Do you know why this is a love story? Because you're... you're, um, you're humoring me? Wait, no. It's a love story because um, remember how we both said that we love people that um, are really super into anything, even uh-huh. if you're not into that thing? <laughs> I love that you're so into this story. And it's bugs. crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. It's fungus. But I, it doesn't have a brain, but yes, it can like make animals do its bidding Somehow. I, I think, you know, my brain's just not even allowing me to uh, absorb that because I'm like, one thing at a time. <laughs> COVID. Somebody just told me yesterday that there's a new strain of COVID and I couldn't even. No, well, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. So I, I'm, my body's not ready to absorb zombie ants <laughs> and molds. Well, I apologize. Um, to eating my brain who- and shooting a unicorn out of my skull. <laughs> Just not quite there yet. Um, yeah, I apologize to everybody who was like, oh, this is not what I came here for. But listen, sometimes 
you just got to do one for you, you know? Yeah. There's one for you, you guys. You are you earned one it. One for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, I'll keep those in the future to my new podcast. <laughs> Bugs <laughs> holy, and things. <laughs> holy shit. Listen to this. That's it. That's going to be it. Yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> okay. So my quickie uh, is a little different. Uh, my quickie <laughs> is so. from an article for 14news.com uh, written by Monica Watkins. Um And it's about a sweet couple named Dale Boudreaux and Julie Boudreaux. Dale is 60, his wife Julie Boudreaux, 59 years old. Okay. Who – they're from Webster County, Kentucky. And they were arrested the other day. What'd they do? Thursday morning for just living their fucking lives, man. Uh They were arrested (laughs) – for cultivating marijuana and manufacturing moonshine. And, you know, they just look like a nice older couple. (laughs) They really do. (laughs) But apparently officials say that a sheriff's deputy was attempting to serve them a civil paper at their home at uh, Daisy Drive. They actually give the full address of these people's homes. Right. It's like, that's not a good idea. People right. know there's weed there. Yeah. <laughs> and shine. Yeah. And then that's when they saw uh, multiple marijuana plants growing in the backyard. And then they got a search warrant and deputies um, seized 11 marijuana plants <clears throat> growing outside, 10 marijuana plants inside an unattached garage, and then 21 vacuum-sealed bags of finished product, and then 11 quart jars of suspected moonshine, and 33 sealed jars that contain eight ounces of marijuana buds. So they said that they seized at about 28.5 pounds of weed and had a street value wow. of $70,000. And, you know, Jeez. I was – all for this couple, you know, yeah. just like let them grow. They got a farm. My grandfather used to have um, in in his house on Long Island, and he had like a garden. You know, when he was retired, all he yeah. did was he just garden everything. There's just like cucumbers, and you made pickles and whatever, and watermelons. And then um, one day he decided to grow weed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're that when you're like he was probably in his seventies at the time. It's like, hey man, you're retired. You own that property. Do what you want. Do what you want. But I will say. That deputies also seized um, a loaded 45 handgun, five <laughs> long guns, and about 2,000 rounds of ammo and scales and materials to be used in cultivating uh, marijuana and the manufacturing of moonshine. Okay, so where they lost me is all the guns, man. Like people yeah. with that much <laughs> but it's moonshine. Also Kentucky, you know? <laughs> yeah. People with that that high and that drunk don't need to have that many guns. Well, maybe so, they're maybe they don't partake. Maybe they're just you know it's just for sale. Maybe, maybe you know it's like don't get high on your own supply. I've heard that on TV. I'm kind of uh, with uh, let's free Dale and Julie Boudreau. Right. Well, especially right. because. First of all, those things are legal in lots of places. So yeah, like Jesus, why are we still putting people in jail for that? I know, right? Does bleh. who gives a shit? Gives I mean, a and shit. like, I mean, if their guns are illegal, yeah. I don't want guns in people's houses. But that is not that is legal, yeah. generally. 
And there's like moonshine distilleries now where people yes. go with their families. And yeah, we did a moonshine yeah. tasting in West Virginia. Yeah. You can get moonshine at the bars. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, if those friggin' pickled eggs that are like <laughs> not a normal color that sit on bars for 40 plus years are legal to sell, <laughs> they can make their own moonshine. Just saying. I, I That's a great argument. <laughs> <laughs> what are those pickled eggs? Have you ever seen someone – I've only ever seen people buy them for like a joke, like where someone's drunk enough and be like, I, bet, I dare you to eat one of those disgusting pickled eggs. And someone else is like, I'll fucking do it. I'll fucking do it. Give me $10. Listen, I would never eat like a bar or a gas station pickled egg. But if like a fancy chef at – any like farm to table restaurant was like, and here's a pickled egg. Thank you. 100%. I'm not not anti pickled eggs. I'm anti big jars of pickled eggs on the bar. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. I have one last story just so we end on something, um, something nice. And this is like the opposite of my last one. It's very in our vein. Okay. Um, okay. So this is, of course, from the goodnewsnetwork.org. And this is a story about a wonderful woman named Kimberly Waibenga, who just loves her friends and family so much that she really wanted to do something for them during the pandemic. And she thought, well, who doesn't love a compliment? And so she bought 10 small jars and wrote out compliments for 10 friends and she like put them all in the jars and she was like you know what writing these compliments were like brought me so much joy that she was like I have more friends who who would need this and so she bought 20 more jars and then she got 20 more and all together she hand wrote 1,750 compliments and so she'd put them all to like the the compliments to a person like they were specific to each person So she decided to deliver them to her friends and family anonymously. And so she would take the little jar and then she'd write a card that said like, hi, I'm a compliment jar. When you're feeling sad, angry, lonely, or just need a boost, pick out a piece of paper from the inside to read. I hope you enjoy and get a little happiness from this gesture because I think you're amazing. Love a friend. So nice. It's not nice. So she mailed some packages. She hand delivered the others. And this is, this is why I'm like, I think we would really like her because the ones that she hand delivered, she tried to like disguise herself so that if people had cameras, they wouldn't know it was her. <laughs> so she dressed in like a long black jacket. She has blue hair. So she like t- pulled it all up and put on a beanie. She had like her face mask. And so she was like you rifling through other people's boxes. So of course it didn't work for long because some people recognized her handwriting and other people like when they got a package, they like looked up the zip code and were like, oh yeah, the only person I know is Jennifer. <laughs> So, so people found out, but one person who got a jar wrote on social media that like they hadn't figured it out. And they said, I hope whoever did give this to me realizes how much I needed this gift. I've opened it and read one when I needed it. But tonight I dumped it all out and read every single nice thing this person said about me. Aww. I don't know. And another said, sometimes the universe knows exactly what you need. This touched me to the core. The thoughtfulness that went into this is amazing. And Jennifer told the Good News Network, she said, I know everyone is dealing with some kind of struggle, and I just thought it would be nice to support them in any way I could, even if I didn't know what they were going through. Seeing other people happy brought me so much joy. The world is a better place with all my friends and family. And she was talking about this. You know, of course, it came out that it was her, but she's, like, talking about it now because she hopes that her gesture – 
will inspire someone else to spread kindness. Aww. Yeah, so get out there, you dum-dums. Be yeah. kind to other people. Yeah, Thanks you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. I like that. I like to yeah. that's wrap sweet. it up sweet. Yep. There's good in the world. That's some good cherry pie. There you go. Love it. <laughs> All um, right, should we do something dumb and something we love? Let's do it. Uh, I'll go first. Um, So I guess for something dumb, um, something that is dumb is um, people talking about another fucking variant. I can't. Shut up. Stop. (laughs) No. Bring that to me. (laughs) Um, So I'm just going to continue to wear my mask and be vaccinated, but ignore that article in the news for uh, <laughs> a couple weeks. It's kind of like I'm we did with COVID in the first it. place, yeah. where we were like, that's oh, sure, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> we're going to um, be fine. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. I remember, uh, I, I might have talked about this on the podcast, but I remember when my friend Kristen and I were in hot yoga and she turned to me and she was like, do you think that there's anything to this COVID thing? And I was like, dude, Kristen, like a lot of people stand to make a lot of money <laughs> off the fear <laughs> of if we all like believe that COVID – and then like oh, – like three such a sheeple, Kristen. Yeah. God, Kristen. <laughs> and then like two, three days later, I was like, just kidding. Everybody wear masks and get inside your house. I mean, I remember um, we recorded an episode, right, as things were happening. And I was just – I was so – I was like, something's dope is that people can't fucking shut up about COVID. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I'm pretty sure we edited it out because like by the time I went to edit the episode – it was like schools are shut down and we were like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> but God. I was like, so fucking dumb, this whole thing. <laughs> totally listening. Oh. <laughs> um, I um, but uh something I love. Well, so this weekend was really great. Um, for Labor Day, me and my friend Jill took our kids to um, Murphy, North Carolina, and got a house, and it was just so lovely um to be up in the mountains. Like we were literally like in the clouds. The, like, the in pictures the you'll have to post a picture because yeah, it looked like so nice that even I was at the beach. And was like, Jen, I want to be where you are. (laughs) (laughs) Your beach pictures look great too. Yeah, it was it was great, but it also I just was like that house and that view was breathtaking. uh, Yeah, it was amazing. We just really had the best time, and uh, it was nice to really um, feel like disconnected from everything. Yes, that's kind of the first Uh. time you've been able to do that in so long. In a long time, yeah. yeah. So um, that was great. And I also um, wanted to shout out this podcast that I've been listening to. I've listened to it for a while, but um, this there's a new season that is just blowing my mind. But it's called Something Was Wrong. Okay. And it's, it's very like kind of in the vein of dumb love in the sense that it's like people that lived um, were – People telling their story about how they were like kind of duped by their partner who was like living a different life or or just people in in general talking about how they were kind of scammed by someone that they thought was close to them and ended up being somebody completely different. Yeah. Um, and the one this season is just like, wow, 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 Bethany, wow. <laughs> That's a housewife that. reference. I get it now. Do you get that one? Okay. Well, I mean, just because you've said it before. Wow, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> so 
enjoy. I highly recommend it. It's a great podcast. Give it a listen. <laughs> I I will. That is like right up my alley. Great. So my something dumb is okay. This may be another thing that doesn't translate like my insect stories, but um. I okay, so I went to the doctor. I had to go to the doctor this week because I think I've talked about it before, but I've had like like pain in my neck and my shoulder mm-hmm. for like years, right? And it's gotten worse over the last year or so. I went to the doctor. That was oh, like no. why I went to the doctor like last year and uh and then went to the PT and then the PT charged me all that money and I finally got that bill taken care of. Oh <laughs> like good. it finally got erased. But um so I went back to the doctor. I was like, okay, I need I need to like figure this out because it is like it is hampering my life, right? It is affecting my life. Um, so I go to the doctor. I'm like sitting. I wait an hour and a half for my fucking appointment <laughs> from like the time mm-hmm. my appointment time. Um, and then I, the nurse like calls me back and he's like, all right, get on the scale. Take anything you don't want off. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to be weighed, right? Like I don't want to be weighed. And uh, he was like, you have to. I was like, you have to, you have to, or you can't see the doctor. And I was like, oh, I've been to other doctors where I've said no. And I don't, I don't want to be weighed. He was like, you can turn around and not see the the weight. And I was like, that's not what I'm concerned about. I know how much I weigh. <laughs> like, I just was like, I don't want to. Like, here's, here's, here's my reasoning. Not that it matters. I should be it able doesn't. to refuse like medical in, uh, being weighed. It's not part of, I'm going there for yeah. my neck, right? Uh, but my reason is that like I've you know, been on this journey of like learning about kind of all of this like like weight bias and medicine and anti-fat bias in general and diet diet culture and how damaging it all is. And one of the things that I was recently reading about was how much weight bias and anti-fat bias there is in medicine. So like people who live in a fat body will go into the doctor's office and their doctor will be like, they'll be like, oh, I broke my finger. And the doctor will be like, you need to go on a diet. Like not even yeah. a job, right? So it's like, it's it has happened in so many, like I went to get a blood test and gave me a flyer for fruits and vegetables because they were like, well, your BMI is overweight. I'm like, well, so was everybody's BMI is overweight. But anyway, so I just was like, I don't want my weight to be a factor in my medical care, right? Like right. that is now like a, a hill I'm willing to die on. I saw it happen with my mom like over and over because she was lived in a fat body, right? And so, so many times people ignored her because – she would say like, oh, my back or this thing is happening or this thing. And they would be like, you need to eat, you need to lose weight. And she's like, okay, well, that's fine. But can we address like the fact that my liver is like, you know, or whatever, whatever is else is happening. So anyway, so I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be weighed. And they were like, you have to. And then the, the doctor turned around and was like, you can turn around, but you have to be weighed to be seen. And I was like, I just feel like that's not – shouldn't have to be there and I don't want to get on the scale. And they were like, sorry. Good for you for like staying firm. So then I start crying and I walk out. <laughs> I just laugh. Oh, I was like, no, okay, well, I was Sally. like – I was just like, okay, well, and I guess I'm not going to do this appointment. And then the the nurse who was real snippy was just like, all right, fine. Oh, and my I just, God. And so I just turned around and left. So I'm like, now I have – and no doctor and my neck still hurts. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but I did I, – I asked on this like message board I'm on of <clears throat> just like local moms and I was like, can anybody recommend somebody who is like uh, – uh, Physical therapy? Like more attuned to just like this this issue. Like won't make me get on a scale to be seen. 
I, um, the physical therapist that I see, there is no scale in there mm. from the car accident. Like, yeah. th- like they don't even, I've never stood on a scale. There's, I don't think there's a scale there. Yeah. That was never a thing. Yeah. But see, so I need also, to, like, I need to go to the doctor who can, because of my insurance, who will then refer me. Well, so, I, my doctor has never made me step on a scale. I'll send you is, their yeah. information. I mean, I talked Jesus. to, I talked to a doctor dude fuck because I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe because they were like, oh, we need it for insurance. And I was like, I don't think that's right because I've been to other doctors and they haven't made me. Um, and she was like, that's bullshit. It's bullshit. She's like, I would never do that to a patient. Like if any patient is like refusing something, there is a reason. Like you should be yeah. like, step in my office. Let's talk about this. Like the fact that they were just willing to for you to walk out is crazy. <sighs> and this is a doctor that I've been to before and I really liked. And I was just – blown away i was so yeah, like horrible. shocked i was just shocked that it happened i was just shocked that it happened and i felt like maybe i'm overreacting maybe no. i'm being too like sensitive or this is something that like i know there are reasons like that they may need to weigh you in it like in, in some instance like for medicine maybe or whatever like and that is fine. I'm like, if there's a medical reason, I get it. I just am just trying to take some control over this. So right. anywho, that is dumb. I do say what, the thing I love is that everybody I've told this to has been so incensed with me. <laughs> and that makes me feel good. If it makes, you know, it's just good to like- Incensed for you. Incensed for me. Yeah. Like yeah. just like, uh, yeah, no, not mad at me, but like, <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right to be mad. And this wasn't overreacting. And, yeah. Um, you shouldn't have been treated that way. And even if they don't feel like that, they've been very nice about it. So <clears throat> so I appreciate that. I also appreciate the other doctors out there who are like educating themselves on health at every size. That the fact is that the medical evidence is and the scientific evidence is that you can be healthy at any weight or any size of body. And you can also be unhealthy if you're skinny ass. So like right. weight is not an indicator of health. Okay. I'm off my right. soapbox on that. No, I 100% <laughs> agree with you. Thank you, Jen. Um, but the thing I love the most is that it's Ben's birthday today. Yeah, I love Ben. And I don't know, but like, I'm a big – I love making a big deal about birthdays. Like I love – I love other people's birthdays. I love celebrating them. It makes me really happy. It was something my mom did. Like, I just, I love birthdays. And Ben Aww. loves surprises. And I am like the worst person at surprises. And we were laughing this morning because we share like a, we share a calendar, like an online calendar, you know? Mm-hmm. And so anytime I like put something on, just we know where each other are, like who has an appointment, whatever. Um, so I put on the calendar, pick up C. And, and I was, like, trying to be an all, like, sneaky about it. And that was – I was, like, well, I got to go pick something up, like, later. And he was, like, yeah, the C. <laughs> I, was like, I was, like, oh, did you know that was the cake? He's, like, I mean, what did you think? <laughs> you know what? I was sitting here trying to figure out what a C was. It's, like, a card. You bought him a car. Cake. That makes sense. That was the cake. That was the cake. <laughs> And uh, real dumb. I also like randomly, like I made a reservation for tomorrow night. This will be a surprise. But of course, the reservation uh-huh. went on the calendar, which then went to him. So he knows where we're going to dinner tomorrow. Where are you going? Uh, we're going to Tuk Tuk. Um, oh, just like things. fancy tie. Yeah, because I yeah. have show. Of course, I'm making him go to shows. So I have shows at the Laughing Skull. So it's like right uh, in the town. <laughs> nice. making, making him go with me. And then we're going to have awesome. dinner in between. 
it's you know real romantic. Yeah, really celebrating Ben. (laughs) (laughs) It's what we do for every uh, occasion. We last Valentine's Day we went out was (laughs) to a show. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I hope you guys have a great time, and I hope Ben has a great birthday. Yeah, and thanks for letting me rant a bit, you guys. It wasn't a rant. It was. These are you were. It was a sharing. Of mm-hmm. important information. And yes, we are all um, incensed with you. Yeah. Get woke, people. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Well, thanks for uh, letting us do another 0.5 episode. I mean, I think this was a, a fun one. Yeah, it was a fun one. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and we'll be back next week uh, with some more dumb love for you. We promise. Yeah, we promise. Unless um, unless something happens, and then <laughs> we'll still give you something. We'll I give promise. You, something. <laughs> you guys get Go in touch with us. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok at Dumb Love Podcast. You can email us at dumblovepod at gmail.com. Rate and review. Tell a friend. We'd love that. Yep. And most importantly, get out there and do something dumb for love. Dum da dum 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 da dum da dum 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 dum